and cultures are way of behavior and attitude. It's how we do the why and the what we do, so to speak. It's how we react, how we do things. We have five words which are culture values on the wall. Our culture's bigger than those five values, but there's unity, generosity, honor, excellence, and celebration. And we're going to unpack these in the live groups over the coming months. And just to echo what David says, I would encourage you to, if you've never been, to get part of our live group. Midweek, we all need that midweek encouragement and build up. And it's great to connect with people, but also for us to be built up and encouraged during the week. We are looking at these five values. A few weeks ago, Kathy spoke about unity, and Pastor David spoke about generosity. And today I'm just speaking about honor for a little while. What do we mean by honor? Here's some, as an outline, some dictionary definitions of honor. It's regard with high respect and great esteem. It's to fulfill an obligation or keep an agreement. It's the quality of knowing and doing what is morally right. It's to feel you must do something because it is morally right even if you do not want to do it. It's to show great respect for someone or something, especially in public. It's respect that people have for a person or an organization. And I'm going to read from Philippians chapter 2, which is our tomorrow's daily readings as a church. First 11 verses. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from the love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? They make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Okay. I'm glad you clapped the reading, because you might not read clap the sermon at the end. Now, I've read that, and it talks about Jesus always as the highest honor. God gave him the place of highest honor. The trouble is, we think it's only Jesus and God we should honor. But we want a culture where we honor him, above all, but we honor people. We honor one another. It might surprise you to know that God's into honor. You know, if you think it's only God we honor, then that's not what God is about. This is what God says. 1 Peter 2.17, honor all men. 
Romans 13, 7, give honour to whom honours due. Exodus 20, 12, honour your father and your mother, you may live a long life. It's always a good one for parents. Philippians 2, Paul's writing and saying, listen, this guy Epaphroditus is coming to see you. And he says, give him the honour that people like him deserve. Romans 12, 10, in honour prefer one another, or one version, take delight in honouring each other. Now, it's great. I've been so blessed for the honour that we've shown to the, the Queen and the royal family as a nation in the past week, and she deserves a lot of honour. She deserves incredible honour. And it's been, I don't know about you, it's been very moving for me. I mean, listening to Paddington Bear shouldn't make me cry at my age. It really shouldn't. Okay, but every time I hear it, tears well up within me. It shouldn't happen. But it does. But it's out of respect and honour for the Queen. And she deserves it. And the reality is, even the Queen has had to bow the knee to the King of Kings and Lord Lords. And thankfully she did it in this life. She honoured her King and her God and her Christ in an incredible way and left an incredible legacy. And we pray that that continues through the rest of her family. But it's great to honour people and it's great for the Queen to be honoured and the family to be honoured and respected because the Bible says we should. But he takes the highest honour. But that doesn't mean to say we don't honour people. We do honour people. And three attitudes here about Jesus Christ we can learn about honour. Honour gives up. The essence of honour is found in this passage we read in the first instance. It's an attitude. And every one of us has attitude. The person beside you has got attitude as well, but you have attitude. Every one of us has attitude. And Paul in this version we read asks the rhetorical questions is there any encouragement for belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Been connected together? Is there any benefit? And the essence basically is, one version says, Christ encourages you, his love comforts you, God's spirit renites you, and your concern for others. I.e., being part of the family of God and God's family is great. There's something that happens in our life where God inputs into our life. He gives us a courage through difficult times. He gives us a value by loving us and placing great worth and value on us. Being part of Christ is great and he connects us with a family which is wonderful and awesome and it's a privilege to belong to Jesus Christ. It's a privilege to be part of the family of God. It's incredible. There's some strength that comes into our life, some courage that comes into our life, and unconditional love comes into our life. But you see, but with every privilege and every responsibility, there is responsibility with every privilege. So you have to look out for others. We're thankful for the privilege and for the benefits that come from the part of the family of God. But there's always with privilege and benefits, responsibilities. In honour, Paul goes on to say it means this, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves, for some of us that's easier, because most people are better than ourselves, but we need to think of others better, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too, uh, he doesn't say don't take an interest in yourself, take interest in yourself, but also look out for others as well, you should have the same attitude that Christ had, honouring 
starts with attitude, and Paul goes on to explain about Jesus' attitude, the greatest one of all who decided to honor his Father God, but he also honored you and me. He honored you and me. He was equal with God the Father, but he laid it all aside, giving up his divine privileges. Just think about that for a moment. I don't think we fully grasp what it meant Jesus just to leave heaven. Take on human form, to give up and to live as a man, and to give up his divine privileges. We are privileged people. We are privileged that we live in this nation. We are privileged by all that we have compared with many parts of the world. We are a privileged, privileged people. And sometimes we struggle to give up our comfort. We can struggle to give up our seat in a bus or a seat on a train at times. I was, I think Kathy commented first, we, are, we listened to King Charles, nearly said Prince, it's not easy to keep going there, often. but King Charles and the oaths that he was taking, and there seemed an awful lot more that he was giving up than what he was getting. If you, if you listen to it, it was that you're giving up this, that, and the next thing, and, and you'll get this. But it seemed what he gave up was a lot more than what he was gaining. Me would think, oh, what a privileged position, but there's a lot of giving up. But listen, nothing compared with Jesus gave up divine privilege. And in our honoring, we need an attitude of not giving up, but giving up. Not quitting, but giving up our privileges, our rights, our praise, our honor. Because honor gives up and thinks of others. He thinks of others. I remember some years ago now when I was part of a, a school thing, a parent council, PTA, or what it was in those days, and there was a new headmaster coming. And part of that, they needed some people from parents from the PTA to be on the, what you call it, the interviewing panel to decide who the new headmaster. I was up for that. I thought, well, I like the sound of that. Okay, end up it was between two people, myself and another parent, who was going to be in this interviewing panel for the new headmaster of a school, which is a big deal. It gives an input into the future of children, and uh, teachers and headmasters make an incredible difference. They're very powerful in some schools and what they do. And I was all up for it. And I thought, hey, and it was between me and somebody else who I won't name. You don't know, but I'm still going to name. I've already said it's a her. But anyway, her, good parent, good person. But my attitude is, I'm the one. Yeah, I, I should be honest, not her, so to speak. I mean, I've got, I'm, I'm clever, I'm more wisdom, I, I'm better than her. And beside, I've got God on my side. I've got the wisdom of God. I'm a child of God. I should be that person. It has to be me and not her. And there was a bit of, can I, it was who should get it. And I kind of pushed and pushed and pushed to get it. But there's something within me that says, I'll step aside and let this other parent get it. It was tough because I wanted the gig. It was tough. But you know, giving up can be tough. I decided to honor that other parent and says, you take it. I'll step back and step down and put myself forward. The inside I was struggling with it. But I did what I thought was right. 
And what I'm saying when I talk about it's tough to give up. To honour people, sometimes it's giving up our right, our prayers, our responsibilities. I understand it's not easy. But Jesus gave up. The greatest example of honour, he gave up. He gave up divine privileges. He was born as a human being with all its limitations and frailties, its pains, its emotions, its struggles. But if you've read The Purpose Driven Life from Rick Warren, the very first line says, it's not about you. Ouch. And Jesus honoured his father. Be honoured us. I know it's simple, but it's not easy. We can talk about honouring culture. It's not always easy. We can tend to have a, yeah, I'll honour you if you honour me. I'll do the honour, but as long as you respect me and put my knees in there as well, that's not a right attitude. Jesus honoured us. He honoured Father God and he honoured us by putting us, not for our benefit. When we didn't even give him a thought, we were always on his mind. Don't even go there with your head for singing that song. But Jesus put us first. He put us first. He honoured us. He honoured Father God, but he honoured us by paying the price, by giving up so that we could receive. Honour gives up. Honour takes up. He took up the humble position of a slave, of a servant. Honour is not only about attitude, it's about action as well. It has to be an action attached to the attitude. He didn't merely have the attitude of honouring us, putting our knees first. He backed it up with his action. Even though it was costly, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. He put his Father God first in obedience. Obedience to God is honouring God. You can talk as much as you like about honouring God, but it's obedience to his word and to what he says which honours him. It's obeying God's word by doing what he says we should do. It's not just about the singing and the worship and the band led us in a great time of worship today. It's not about that or listen to your podcast or your, your iTunes or whatever it is. It's about our lifestyle. Honour is not just about what we sing and the music that's part of it. But as Romans 12 says, I plead with you, present your bodies as living sacrifice. This is your reasonable act of worship. This is you honouring God if you're prepared to give up your right and take up the form of a servant of the living God and do what the, what the king wants us to do. He honoured Father God, but he honoured us as well. He didn't die for himself. He died for you and for me. We can talk honour, but it's more than talk. It's how we act. It's how we speak to people. It's how we speak about people. It's how we practically help people. And listen, sometimes it's easy to do with our pals or those closest to us. It's not about our friends. It's not about... Uh, generation, it's multi-generation it's honouring the senior people for their input but it's also about seniors honouring the young people and helping them and giving them guidance and not just about the dress sense but no, we're not going to go there it's multi-generation it's intergenerational it's not just like people like us it's honouring people because every person is made in the image of God every one of us and it's looking out for one another it's a let me help you with that scenario. No, we live in a culture which would rather pull down 
especially those in authority or those who are successful. We live somehow in a culture which I don't like that and I'm pulling you down and I'm pulling you down. Listen, we need to be a counterculture which says, I want to lift you up. I want to, I want to bless you. I want to exalt you. I want to uh, focus not on me and my rights. I want to focus on you and how I can build you up and honor you and encourage you and speak life over you and do words that help you and build you up and cause you to be the person God's called you to be. I want to honor you. I want to speak life over you. I want to put good deeds into you. There's a hundred-year-old song at Sunday school, J-O-Y, which spells joy for those who went to the same school as me. J-O-Y, J-O-Y, surely this must mean Jesus first, yourself last, others in between. If we lived that where we honored Jesus and honored others, it would bring joy into our life and into our hearts and into us. Now, it's not about being stupid about it. I can preach this kind of message and I can just imagine that the TQ at the end, the first two going, after you, no, after you, no, after you, no, after you. Get to the stage where nobody gets a cup of tea or a biscuit or anything because they're too busy trying to honor. I mean, it's don't be stupid about it, but the reality is it's about putting others before ourselves. And listen, we're speaking these culture values and we want to be a church which honors and we've done some honoring today. We want to celebrate those who practice the culture of values. But please, let us have the grace, the courage, the love, and the honor to challenge where there's culture values which are not in accordance with our culture values. We need in a spirit of love and encouragement to be able, every one of us, to say, you know what, that's not the culture of this house. That's not the culture of this house. And have the grace to say, come on, not to bring people down, but to say, come on, you're better than that. We're better than that. And we want a culture which is God-honoring in the house. Because when we do that, it will help you and it will help me. Ouch. You know what? Honor starts with an attitude and leads to action. Honor starts by giving up. It then takes up. But you know what honor does? It lifts up. Honor lifts up. Jesus' attitude of honoring God and others went to action. But the remarkable things, Jesus, the greatest example of all, of giving up and taking up and honoring God and others, was lifted up. Jesus put God and put others before himself. He honored us in that sense. He lowered himself to die a criminal's death for us. The same attitude we are encouraged to have. He gave up his divine rights for others. He gave up privilege. He took up the servant's part. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above every other name. No, Chris Bowater song says, Jesus shall take the highest honor. Jesus shall take the highest praise. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess. Jesus. I loved it. I don't know if it was true. To be honest, the thing people put on Facebook about our queen, I'm not sure if it's true or not, about the chaplain conversation with her. And she had said in this, I don't know if it's a story, so please don't quote me as gospel truth, 
but the picture's lovely. The Queen said, I hope Jesus comes back in my lifetime. And the chaplain says, why is that, Your Majesty? She said, so I can throw my crown at his feet. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I don't know if it's true, but no matter what we get, there's a day coming where we, we just bow and acknowledge him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we go through everything we have at his feet and we give him the highest honour. But we can do that in our lives before we get there. And that's what we should be doing. But listen, honour lifts up. It lifts others up, but it lifts us up as well. God looked at Jesus and his honour and he says, you know what? Because you're prepared to honour me and honour others, I'm putting you in the place of highest honour. Honour lifts others up. It lifts us up. Malachi 3 is a great chapter particularly for treasures in the church. And God's basically saying this to Israel. See if you honour me with your finances. Honour me with your finances. I'm going to open the windows of heaven. I'm going to pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it. And he says, all nations will call you blessed. I.e., he's talking as a nation, if you honour me with your finances, I'm going to exalt you as a nation so that all the other nations will call you blessed and you'll be in a place where no other nation is like you because you're blessed beyond all other nations. If you honour me, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to honour you in an incredible way. Most of us, I'm sure, have seen or heard of the film Chariots of Fire, uh, a story about Eric Liddell, Scottish Christian guy who was heading to the 1924 Paris Olympics. It's a great movie. It's an old movie. It was a great movie, music, movie, and the music's great as well. But he found out in a boat over that his heats for his 100 metres was on a Sunday. And that was his best event. That was his favourite event. And he found out, oh, I can't do that. Because he believed with his heart, his conscience before God, he couldn't run on a Sunday. So he was honouring God. He says, I can't do that. And it was great. One of his friends gave up his place in the 400 metres so that he could run in a 400 meters, and which he was not favoured to win. 100 metres was his event, and he was favourite, I think, to win the 100 metres. But to honour God, he decided, no, I can't do that. I'm giving up that position. I'm giving up. Okay, just before we started the 400 metres final, one of the American athletes in the film put a bit of paper in his hand, and it just said, 1 Samuel 2.30, I will honour those who honour me. Eric Liddell won that 400 metres, though he wasn't expected to win it. And he broke the world record in the process. He honoured God, and God honoured him. And you might think, oh, it's all about honouring God, not about honouring others. Jesus said, if you do it unto others, you're doing it to me. So when we honour one another, we're honouring him. In this church, we want a culture of honouring God. But we want a culture where we honour one another, and by doing that, it's an act of worship where we honour God. I didn't finish my story about the, the school lecture. Three days before the interview, I got a phone call. That other parent can't do it. Would you come on to the interviewing panel? And do you know what? When I was there, 
I don't say this lately, I had a greater influence in that panel than I thought I possibly could have beforehand. Do you know why I did it? Because I honoured someone else. God honoured me and gave me something greater than I was expecting. Because God God says, when you honour me, it's not only that you're lifting me up, but you will be lifted up as well. When we honour others, God somehow in his kingdom and his plan, his manifesto decides, I'm going to lift you up. Do you know why? It starts with attitude, but the old saying says that attitude determines altitude. The band are going to come up. We want to be a culture, church of honour amongst the rest. To do that, we need to have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. That attitude has to transfer to our actions and to our speech and our behaviours. I want to tell you, if we adopt a culture of honour and have the attitude that Christ had who gave up everything, we'll have a therefore that God will put into our life. Jesus gave up, said, Father God, I'm more on you, but more on people by giving up everything for them. God, therefore, gave him a name. I want us to be a church where God puts therefore all over our lives because our attitude of honor is so great that God puts, you know, because you did that, therefore, I'm going to exalt you. Not to the place of his honor. He alone deserved the highest honor. But we can still honor one another. And when we honor one another and honor people, not just in the house, but outside our workplace, in the culture, we honor those in authority, we honor those, we honor all men. We have an attitude of honor. I want to encourage you, when we give up, when we take up that position, God will lift us up. Can you stand for a moment? Father, we thank you for the way that Jesus humbled himself and took upon the form of a servant and died a criminal's death for us that he put us before him Father we thank you because of that you've exalted him to the place of highest honour but I pray Father as a church as a group of Jesus followers that we will do what Paul asked the church in Philippi to do and, and asked us to do by inspired by the Holy Spirit that we would have the same attitude that Christ had Father but I pray that that attitude will flow into action and Father I pray Father God for everyone here that we'll have a heart which is though it's not easy we'll recognise if we give up and take up that humble position of others first and we're the seven that you will lift us up not for us to be exalted or talked about but so that we can be more like you and so that we can love you more, we can bless you more, we can, res- we can represent you well. Father, this world is full of dishonour. Father, we thank you for the, the honour in the country. We thank you for the honour that has been shown the past few days amongst the royal family, Lord. But we pray, Lord, that that continues. We pray you'll start something fresh in our nation. Lord, that revival will hit our nation. We pray, Father God, that the honour honor and culture right throughout our nation where there's differences will respect and honour one another. But as a church, let it start with us that we have a culture here which honours God and honours one another. And Father, I thank you 
that if we do that, you'll lift us up and we can give you more praise and honour and glory because you deserve the highest honour, the highest praise, the highest glory. And as a church, we give you that praise, that honour, that respect, that worth, that value because you alone deserve the highest honour. Amen.